Bonjour, and you know it, welcome back to Minus You. We are on week 14 with just actually just one more episode in the after chapter today after this one. Today, in If They Wanted To, I talk about one of the most heavily repeated statements that I heard in my search for understanding as Nicholas walked away. Let me just tell you right now, I hated this statement. Sometimes I still kinda do. You probably already know what I'm talking about. And here is that lovely, truthful, yet disgusting sentence. If they wanted to, they would. I know, you hate it. I do too. As things came to a close after that last phone call with Nicholas, I spent time trying to get answers to collect my emotions and my thoughts. There isn't really an answer or a recipe to heartbreak remedies, which actually totally blows. There is more than plenty of advice on how to handle things, how to feel, how to understand. And the statement that I saw the most was the, if they wanted to, they would. These mostly lived in my Instagram reels among all the other feedback that was resounding truth from my ears. You know, I lived in confusion for quite a while after Nicholas made the choice to just truthfully walk away from us. Just a week or so before he made those hurtful remarks and just left me and left us behind, he had roses at my door from him. I had roses from at my door from him. I would get good morning and good night texts from him as we were 3,000 miles apart. He would FaceTime me and be like, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. You look so beautiful. Like, my body misses you. I long to be near you. And then I would also get the silent treatment for four days as he would be going on dates with other girls, playing some sort of game of limbo, but, and he would try to keep me, but also keep his options open. So he would just like disappear and then call me crying, say that he missed me and that he'd be a fool to let me go. He would tell my family members that he wanted me and that he had made up his mind. And then he would like ignore my texts verbally to my family members because he just didn't feel like dealing with me in that moment. How the hell am I supposed to know what he wants if he doesn't even know? It was really just a complete roller coaster and really just unfair as I spent days laying in bed, just like paralyzed with tears as he would just play this like toss up game with Disney college program date versus ex fiance. As the silence grew deafening, this is where the concept really came into play. If Nicholas wanted to, he would. Nicholas came to visit Oregon a week, just right after he decided to cut me out. I thought that him being 40 minutes away from me, knowing that I am there in our home state where we fell in love, would maybe instill feelings in him that made it impossible for him to not come see me. I never saw him. I never heard a word from him. He never came. At that point, I saw that he was most likely playing with my feelings for his benefit. He chose infidelity, and I came crawling back, sad, devastated, so lost without my Nicholas. He had all the power, and I think he loved it. But the power just didn't serve a purpose anymore, so he left. If Nicholas wanted to see me, he would have made the 40-minute drive. But he didn't, leaving me with the fact that Nicholas did just not, did not care for me anymore. 
I was in shock because I had to learn how to retrain my brain. Nicholas loved me more than anyone else in the world just because he used to. That just doesn't mean that that's always true anymore. Or frankly, just true at all. <laughs> and this part, which was incredibly difficult, is I knew that I truly loved him. And he did not truly love me. His love for me was not true. Because true love does not fail. It does not give up. It does not play games. It does not optionize people. And it does not abandon people. I'll talk a lot more about this in episode 20, which we've got a while before then, but episode 20, ladies and gentlemen, on this topic. Now, before you say, well, he was visiting his family, so of course he couldn't see you, because then they would know you were talking, and remember, Jen hates you, his family hates you. Nicholas, at the time, was, oh gosh, what was he, 23? Oh my god, how old is he? No, he's turning 20. He's 23. At the time, he was 22. He is a grown man. He can make his own choices for his future. And by his choice, he again chose his mom as his future over who he thought was going to be his future wife. Obviously, he doesn't feel that way anymore. But we are adults. We are in charge, our, we are in charge of our own life trajectory. Another concept I saw in my reels is that humans do a lot to avoid pain. There is pain in being without me, and there is pain in disappointing his mother. It appears, by his choice, that making his mother upset would be far greater than the pain of going after his woman of three years. Yes, there are obviously other factors. There are issues that we would have had to work through. That would have had to do, we would have had to do long distance for a while. We would have had to do relationship counseling. But you know, what it really comes down to, my friends, is laziness and fear. It isn't easy to upset mom. It isn't easy to learn how to trust, how to heal, how to own up to your shit. Like I have had to do. I've had to own up to some weird shit and learn how to rebuild things. It is much easier, though, to swipe through a dating app and try to forget, pretend, erase, then feel the feeling of loss and feel that pain. When someone makes a choice like this, it hurts. It kills. We are forced to move on and pick ourselves off the floor and look into a future that feels kind of empty because the future that we had filled with that person is gone. We have to walk on. We have to join the living. Now, you ask, well, Madeline, is my ex ever going to come back? Is Nicholas ever going to come back? Hell if I know. <laughs> From his actions, probably not. His track record shows serious avoidance of effort unless it benefits him monetarily. For your relationship, I can't really tell you, but look at their past actions, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty telling on whether they will come back or not. But hear this, as I have had to hear multiple times. Your ex will not come back unless they want to. Nicholas will not come back to me unless he wants to. What that want is can vary. Is it a need for attention? Is it the ease of you being there? 
Is it this time heals on wound, all wounds? Is it, oh, Nicholas moved back to Oregon now? Or is it, I have healed and I'm really ready to try again with you? Or is it, I feel bored? Or is it, I ran out of options? Or is it that true love just needed time? Again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but these are all reasonable options that your ex may come back. But at the end, out of all of those statements, the truth is that they come back because you have something they want that they cannot get on their own or from a dating app. Here's something else fun that I learned along this journey pertaining to if they wanted to. And it also came from shocking Instagram reels. You cannot give a person more of what they don't already appreciate. When things got hard, Nicholas would leave. He would go running and I would go running after Nicholas to save us. And it happened again and again and again. So why did I think that this time was going to be different? I was still giving the same love that he did not appreciate and frankly that he didn't want. I would write letters. I would spin my words into these beautiful expressions to convince him that we were worth something, that we were worth each other's effort and love. But I was worthless to him. I would clean the house, make the bed, make a home for him. But he didn't find value in that. He didn't find value in me because he just didn't really place value in me. Here's a really sad and kind of depressing metaphor for this, but I promise you it's going to make sense. It's like being a pair of Walmart brand tennis shoes at the Goodwill bins, mind you. And you're trying to convince the buyer that you're actually a brand new pair of Air Jordans. It doesn't work. If that's what you are to the person, it doesn't matter what you say. You were just not of value to this person. Remember, this does not mean that you are not of value. This is not me saying that you are actually Walmart brand shoes of the Goodwill bins. <laughs> that's not what I mean. But what I mean is that the person chooses not to see that you can be and that you are the Air Jordans. You are valuable. That person chooses to discard your value because of their perception. This was really hard for me because when Nicholas chose not to want me anymore, I just felt like I was worthless and used trash. This was not true and it's still not true. I am priceless. And don't spin this on me and say, well, oh, yeah, you're priceless. You're not worth anything. You don't even have a price tag. No, I mean that I am completely invaluable. I am. He just chose not to see this based on his pursuit of an easy and transactional lifestyle. Usually the, the right choice is the hard choice. Now that we know, if they wanted to, they would. So what do we do with that information? We walk on. We pick ourselves off the floor. We do not wait for them to want us. We do not. We do not do that. We find value in ourselves, which will take time. We invest in ourselves because the probability of that person who didn't see value in you not investing in you during that time that you were together is incredibly high. 
We also find people around us who see value in us. That can be friends, siblings, family, even a new significant other at the right time. Just because one person out of all of the people on this planet, just because that one person did not want us, did not value us, did not love our soul, does not at all mean that everyone in the world views us the same way. It is actually quite the opposite. Being discarded leaves people in shock, especially people who love you. They will surround you if you let them, and sometimes even if you don't let them. They will pick you up off the floor and celebrate you individually on your new journey. I can't speak for the future. Not mine, and frankly, not yours. Well, Madeline, what if they came back to me next week? What if Nicholas showed up at your door tomorrow? Well, you know what? What if the sky was purple and the grass was blue? What if the ocean was actually the sky and the sky was not even a thing? Life's possibilities are literally completely infinite. Let infinite be infinite. If they want to, they will. The same goes for your future partner. Whether that is your previous one that's going to come back to you as a better individual as you have become a better one, or it's going to be someone that you never saw coming. They will want you, so they will do what it takes to keep you. I will see you next week for the final episode of the after chapter, which is actually my favorite episode in this chapter. It is titled, The Person I Love is Dead. Quick disclaimer, Nicholas is not actually dead, at least not to my knowledge. Last time I checked, I, I do believe he is alive. <laughs> so until next week, adios. Adios.